Hello and welcome to episode 70 of The Offline Gamer. I'm Matt. And I'm Ray. Hello Ray, how are you doing? Hello, I'm alright. It's almost Christmas. Yes it is, it is almost. Um, it is, and we've got a special Christmas treat for every- well is it a treat? I don't know, we'll find out as the episode goes on. Um, we have joining us for a special crossover episode this month, uh, my old co-host from the Trekmate podcast, Mr Wayne Emery. Hello Wayne. Hello, and it's a pleasure to be uh, on uh, Togcast, Togmate uh, today, Matt. It's, uh, it's 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 been a long time coming. It has. We've been trying to arrange this for the best part of a year, I think, haven't we? And just just schedules of of uh, uh, not been able to be aligned. Yeah, and I I, I will try to be uh, resistant against uh, uh, my my. Uh, Maybe disdain for uh, for Ray simply on the basis that sh- uh, that uh, they stole you from me. Right. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Nothing of the sort. <laughs> well, well, if that's the if that's the route we're going, then so if I was stolen from you, we, we've got my replacement here as well. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Jude. How are you doing, Hi, mate? Yeah, I'm glad to be here as well. I've been looking forward to it for a long time. So. What, what's everyone doing here in this in this in this chat? Then what we're going to do is we're going to look at a bunch of games on Board Game Geek that are, of course, to do with Star Trek, and it'll be interesting to get the perspectives of both Ray as a non-Trekkie, although Ray has watched bits of Trek here and there over the years, uh, and to get the perspectives of Wayne and Jude as non-board gamers. Although I know Wayne has played at least one of the board games or one of the games we're going to talk about on this episode but jude I, I don't know what your um background of sort of like star trek board games is oh hello you i know you don't do a visual podcast but uh oh okay but to, to be honest yeah i'm holding up three star trek board games but none of them have ever got played other than on uh trek mate which was uh the interactive video board game and it all got cocked oh, up well... and we lost it all anyway uh and did i see star trek monopoly there as well yes yeah never been played unfortunately what edition is it? Is it just Star Trek Monopoly? Um, no, I think it's... Oh, yeah, it is. I thought it was Next Generation. Uh, Continuum edition, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's on the list. So, cool. Right then, so um, we've got about 70 games on this list. Whether we'll actually talk wow. about them all in any d- depth, I don't think so. Um, I wouldn't have thought Hopefully so. that doesn't mean that we're going to be going for like the next two hours. I hope we're not. Um so let's get let's start at the bottom of the list and work our way up. Um, what I'll do is I'll put this list on our website. So if anyone wants to follow along with what we're what we're talking about, uh, just go to offlinegamer.co.uk, click on this episode, and then there'll be a link. To the, uh, there'll be a, either a link to the document or I'll just embed the document in the page so everyone can see it. So there's a bunch of games on BGG that have no ranking at all. So uh, let's start with those. So the first one at the bottom is Star Trek: The Next Generation: The Final Frontier. Okay. Um, which I was going to remove from the list, but then it's got like a funky uh, engineering warp core um, thing that comes with it, which uh, I thought looked fun. But uh, it can't be that good because it's got no no rankings at all on BGG. But uh, the Ferengi are up to their capitalist ways again, it says. And it looks like you've got like a warp core with a... like a... like the... Um, the panels on the bridge, the con and ops panel in front of it. Don't really know anything else other than that, other than it was made by Canada Games, apparently. 
and it came out in 1993. It doesn't look too bad to me, to be honest, at first glance. Yeah. Yeah, I like the sound of that. I like the look of it. That's not too bad. Apparently... Oh, it says here, they have, the Ferengi have overrun the engineering room and are going after the energy-matter-antimatter reaction chamber. They're trying to steal the dilithium crystals to sell on the open market. Because, of course, what easier way could there be for Ferengi to get their hands on some dilithium crystals <laughs> than to break onto the Federation flagship and try to steal them from the warp core? Of course. Yeah, well, that's, that's it. It's, it's not as if you could go and actually trade uh, any number of goods at a dilithium mine. Going to sell them Don't some... be silly. No, go and, go and sell them some Orion slave girls and have as much dilithium as you want. Yeah. Uh, so apparently this is a children's dexterity game. Ah, okay. And it re-implements a game called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Terror of Doom, according to this. Oh. I'm not uh, aware of yeah, that. It does look, I'm not either, but I've just clicked on it. And yeah, it is basically the same game, but with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles instead of okay. Starfleet stuff. I'd say I like what, the presentation anyway of that. Yeah, considering it's got a really nice box, I'm surprised it hasn't got any sort of ratings on there because it, it looks like it yeah. should have been like mass produced. It looks really good quality. How many people have it as they own it? Thirty two people say they own that game on Board Game Geek. Wow, that's not a lot uh, to that. The average rate oh the the average rating uh, I've got they've got it here is four point nine out of ten. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. So an, an an okay game, if you if you like kids' dexterity games. Although although it's basically lots of people marking it twos and threes, and one one or two people gave it a nine and ten. So I think yeah, sort of like um, skewed the average a little bit. Mm. Okay, let's go to what's next. Nineteen ninety two, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Uh, okay. So this would have come out during season five, season six of TNG. Yeah, it would have been about there. I've yeah. wait one second. I have this. You never do. I, I I'm gonna turn my camera on for two seconds. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna have a look. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I've never actually have you played, played it? this. No. No, no. okay. I've never played this. I bought this at a uh, car boot. I found it and I've just never got round to playing it. I hope you didn't pay too much money for it. No, well, to be honest, it's it's actually never been played with by anyone. I'm looking at it, and the inserts have never been popped out. Wow. Wow. A so. fun board game, it says, on the front of the, the thing. Yeah, well, that'd be stupid not to say that they are games game <laughs> fun, I suppose. But. Yeah, just I mean, the board looks a bit like um, yeah. Hubert, the, uh, the old arcade game, with that sort of like isometric 3D style. It yes, does look yeah, like I can that. only see one little picture of that, but yeah, you're right. I can... uh, I'm going to guess that, uh, right, this this wouldn't draw you in. <laughs> you wouldn't look at this and go, oh, I must play this game. I'm just a little bit confused by the, uh, by the board, because mm. the board is very not... sort of plain. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently you have to get to the docking port and then co- oh, he's got... collect someone. Oh, he's got the board out, yeah. Wow. Wow. It's quite yeah. a big board, though. No, that's the thing. And there's like, there's one, two, three, four, five. There's six character cards for Worf, Riker, Tasha, Geordi, and Picard. And they've used very early series pictures. They're like, they're definitely Hang on, they've put Tasha in pictures. it. Well, Yard's there. Of course, it's season one. 
Yeah. Yeah. They're the only characters in there because you Why play. I thought about that. You play as like these coloured tokens, and then there's yeah. character tokens that for, are for each of the uh, like those five characters. I don't know what you've got to do. Whether you've got to collect. Is it them a, like, a beardless rider as well? I think there. Oh well, yeah. It is a beardless, a very striker, short-haired, wolf. and it's a wolf. It's, it's clearly, yeah, yeah. So, was this? I wonder if this was released everywhere at that point in time, or is that just? But saying that, on the front, it's got a clearly like season three picture. I think they That's must have got four. it ready early and must have been delayed yeah. for some reason. Apparently, a short game takes forty-five minutes, and a long game takes one hour. So there's fifteen minutes difference in a long game. Right. Okay. It's a. It's just a roll and move. So you roll the dice, move, collect characters, and get back to the launch pad. So it's a typical like early nineties sort of. It'd be interesting for one go though, hasn't it? Yeah. It was published by Brand Makers International. Well, that inspires confidence. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it has a waiting. A weighting of one out of five, so that's like the lowest complexity get board game you can get. So, so yeah, it might oh, be good okay. for you, Wayne. <laughs> that's it. I might get my head around that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the average rating? Uh, Three point two out of ten. Wow. So okay, onto another roll and move game. Then we've got mm-hmm. Star Trek: The Final Frontier from nineteen ninety two. Which, although it's called The Final Frontier, which makes you think it's based on the film, mm. looking at the artwork, it's quite clearly uh, based on the original series. So Yeah. Oh, that looks very uh, basic. In this, it looks like, yeah, it does. You're apparently just uh, rolling around, collecting... Uh, I travel around the board to reach four destinations before reaching Earth by throwing an exact number on the die. So, again, it's just a... Throw. Oh, and you've got that one as well, have you? I have got that one as oh, well. Wait. Is that, that another car there. boot uh, car boot purchase? No, this oh. has been with me since I. Uh, well, I must have been. What time? What day, year did it come out? Uh, ninety two. It says here. Yeah, I I must have had this since I was about nine or ten, because oh. I've had it with me the entire time, and I played this so many times with uh, drink water as well. Uh, my uh, other former co-hosts. Uh, drink water we played this and it's so many times and funnily enough it must be made by the same people because the character tokens are once again just like these colored uh, pieces with the insignia now this one this one says it's by toys and games limited very hmm. descriptive name so basically the whole concept of it was on the board you would have uh like a whole stretch like going around to different systems uh, within the solar system, and your job was to uh, like basically get to uh, each planet that was on your card because you would at the beginning you would deal out uh, however many cards and they would all have a name of what uh, planets you had to go to, and you had to get to all of your planets first before the other player and if you landed on any of these star trek insignias you had to take one of the star trek cards which would come up with something like 
McCoy avoids a major outbreak of a strange illness by detecting it early, go forward six spaces or other things to your detriment. So, and I I will stick up for this game. I love it. It's a simple game to play and it's just fun. I like the uh, the tagline on the front of the box as well when they no game has gone before. Like they had to one of these games had to get that in there. I'm sure there's probably more than one actually. <laughs> I, I can't get over the fact that they've called the Ferengi homeworld Ferengal. Right. <laughs> yeah, not Ferenganar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was... But also, Argo, I thought that was a bit of a strange uh, addition. And also... Yeah, they, I don't know if uh, any planet yeah. in Star Trek called Argo. No, they've added on a few planets that don't make sense, like uh, Catula... C A T U L L. Apparently, Argo. Apparently, Argo was a planet in the animated series. According to Memory Alpha. I wonder if Catula was like C A T U L L A. Yeah, I wonder if that's where Mares is from in the animated series. No, Catchulas. The Catchulans were a humanoid species native to the planet Catchula. What episode was that? The way to Eden. Isn't that the one with all the hippies? Ah, okay. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. No, but and reach. I think since it's not the... reach. What is it that they used to say? Oh, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I've erased that from my memory. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's imagine everything bad about the sixties, Ray, in a Star Trek episode. That's the way to Eden. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. funny. Whether it's Lots intentional very, or not, very bad singing as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No. Well, that has a that had a slightly higher rating than the uh, the last one. Anyway, I think that was what three point. Eight or something? I've closed it now, so... It was 3.8. Okay, sure let's move on. It. Yeah. Uh, what would you give it, got... Wayne? If, if you oh, played I, it so it, much? I've I've got rose-tinted glasses when it comes to it. It is one of the ones yeah, I've played. Still... So, it, for me personally, I would have said that was a good seven. A good seven yeah. or eight. Wow. For a roll-and-move game. Right, okay. We definitely need to broaden your gaming horizons. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I guess that's fair enough. Yeah. It's like when you play an old video game from the eighties, and yeah, it can be awful, but yeah, as long as it got you at the right time, I'm still doing that today. Right, yes. So, Star Trek: Next Generation, the board game from 1998. Yes. From Component Game Systems, this has a rating of three and a half out of five, so it's quite a heavy game for its time. What's the point of this game? Me wonders. Well, it's got some rather nice plastic um, player things. That sort of look like Geordie's visor. I know they're not, but but it also comes with crayons as well. So, hmm. oh wow, yeah, there is a lot going on there, isn't there? Uh, yeah, Command Game Systems game about Star Trek: Next Generation featuring the Federation, Klingons, Ferengi, and Romulans. The basic idea is that each player need only buy his part of the game, representing in this case a race from the Star Trek universe. Players could buy starter kits comprising components related to one Star Trek race. Oh, I see. It's one of those games where you only get half a game and then you have to buy expansions uh, oh, things no. to uh, oh, that's part of the component game system. That's not good. No, especially also released to Babylon Five one as well. Oh, interesting. So you can mix and match. Yeah, yeah. And and so a bit later on, we've got a bit further up the list. We've got Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, the board game. Apparently, that's part of the same system. Oh, I've got to have a look at that. Okay, so I wonder if like you can mix them and like cross them over. Yeah, I think they're designed to be um, played together. 
Oh yeah. I do like the look of the pieces though. They do all look very very shiny and pretty. Definitely. Yeah, I wonder how much all that cost back in the day. Mm. Indeed. Even worse now I expect if you want to get hold of that. So there aren't any listings on eBay apparently because uh, yeah. this searches and puts them on the page so it's got a rating of 5.1 out of 10 so we're getting there it's they're not all gonna be shit <laughs> no, just most of them i think it's like video games again tie-ins of uh of uh, franchises are generally not great mm-hmm. but as we go as we go further up the list we'll find some some much better ones um, next up, we have from 1979, the very descriptive Star Trek Starfleet game. Boldly roll and move where no man has rolled and moved before. <laughs> what a tagline. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And if you look at the board, that picture of Kirk and Spock is very suspect, I find. <laughs> that does not look like Will Shatner to me. No. That's his stand-in. This stand, yeah. I mean, the oh, Spock one is odd. passable. Yeah. I don't even know who that looks like. Looks more like Chris Pine than it does uh, Shatner. <laughs> well, it's based on the movie, obviously, because it's got Vija in the corner. Right. <laughs> um, so I guess you're just rolling around to try and get to Vija, maybe. And there's like, it's just a basic, again, another basic roll and move game. This has got a score of 4.2 out of 10. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. Right. Mm. Different portions strokes. of the map also fold up to give decorative parts of the map a 3D look. Wow. See, Ray, this is what <laughs> you've been missing out on your entire life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. What's next? Oh, yes. Star Trek Scrabble. I'm not quite sure what makes a Scrabble game Star Trek y, but we're about to find out. Yeah. The board has the pictures of the crew around the outside. Oh, obviously. Is that is that about it? There aren't really any of. Oh, you get bonus words. Bonus words if you use words like uh, Chekhov and Chapel and things like that. Okay. Okay, that makes more. You earn twenty points by spelling out Captain or Spock or Bones, so you get points for spelling out the characters' names. Okay, well. I wonder if they'll allow like like two worded words to be put together, like warp drive. Is like two. Uh... Well, Ponfar is on there, and mm. that's only that's two words, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, I can understand the mechanics a little bit better now, and I I enjoy Scrabble. So you got people. I mean, playing the board it. looks quite nice. They're not playing that game; they're playing something else. Sorry. <laughs> you just go along through the pictures, and there's just people playing Star Trek board games, but none of oh, them yeah. Scrabble wearing a Star Trek uniform. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure the guy in the in the uniform is playing in he's playing Star Trek Scrabble. It looks like he's playing. Is Scrabble. that what that is? Yeah, because you can see the, all the words. Crossed, oh, okay. Crossed, Sorry, crisscrossed yeah. on the. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, that's Scrabble. And the one that's next to them is playing just normal chess. Mm. Why well, they wouldn't be playing three dimensional chess? I don't know. But, but... with uh, with Star figures. Trek pieces, I think. I don't know. I think I can see like a seven of nine and maybe a wharf there. You can see a seven of nine in everything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I can see like a, a someone in a yellow top, yeah, holding up a phaser, and, maybe and, and there's a data in sitting the bottom left hand corner, like from oh, yeah. the first episode, like in his judge's chair. 
it's accused the king or something. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Those board those versions okay. of chess, uh, I have always thought like would confuse me because you've you've got to sit there constantly reminding yourself of what pieces mm. are what relevant to chess. Yeah, be fun. I, I don't play chess, but... and surely Q can just like destroy everyone in one move. Uh, in reality, yes, but like, yeah. I don't think they're going to suddenly have superpowers. Or no, that's the rules. I don't think that's on the list, that's, is it? That's the rules. No. Q can snap his fingers, and that's it, game over. Yeah. So if you had two versions of Scrabble, one normal and Star Trek, would the Star Trek one make you more inclined to play it? Who are you asking? <laughs> Just, uh, any, any of you? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I play Scrabble a lot anyway with the family, but I think I would struggle to get them to play Star Trek Scrabble just because I would always win. As long as you can get the right people, then yes. Then people who will tolerate it. Okay, I think it helps to have the uh, the extra dictionary that allows you some more words that you might otherwise not be allowed. Yeah, because you're not allowed you're not allowed names and stuff in regular Scrabble, are you? You're not allowed proper nouns. Mm. I think maybe it might be a game to get hold of and play at a con together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, be probably. Fun. Right, where are we at now? Uh, From 2015, Star Trek Road Trip. Road Trip, I like the sound of that. But I bet it's not going to be what I imagine it is. Let's have a look. Yeah, I don't really know. I'm, I'm guessing there's a game already called Road Trip and this is like a Star Trek version of it. Yeah, good guess. Um, yeah. But the board just looks so busy. Wow, there's a lot going on. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't look like it came out in twenty fifteen. No. It looks older, but looks like a weird twisted version of Monopoly. So we've got there are different versions looking on BG. There is Zombie Road mm. Trip, uh, Wonder Woman road, road Trip, right. Justice League Road Trip, Dragon Ball Z Road Trip, Batman Road Trip, and of course, everyone's favourite. Bacon road trip. Bacon. <laughs> well, it is food related, Matt, so that ticks a box for you. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. I don't think even that would be enough to tempt me. <laughs> but yes, it is a roll and move game again. So, An epic game of fun and strategy. I don't think it's that epic, personally, but. That's what it says. Yeah, it, looks on the like, front of the box. it looks like someone's taken two Monopoly boards and mashed them together. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And and looked at and Trivia Pursuit as well. They just mashed them all together to try and create create one thing. Pretty much. Mm. Okay, let's move. Let's let's leave that one then. Uh, ah, right. We've got a few here that came out in the seventies that are just called Star Trek game. Yeah, they're just a game about Star Trek. Okay. So so the first one came out in nineteen seventy four, and uh, it's. Got some interesting artwork. Yeah, I like I like that. And, it, and it's got warp and impulse like spinners instead of dice. Um, it's definitely very seventies. Oh, definitely. The art on the board is oh, wow, extremely seventies. Yeah. Yeah. It's in fact it's very reminiscent of the animated series, isn't it? Yes. I like the look of it. Have you ever seen so... the Star Trek animated series, Ray? Uh, I don't believe so. No. It's worth but, a watch. I, I don't know how to yeah. describe it. You know, obviously the original series mixed with, I don't know, what else would it be mixed with? 
I don't know, Scooby Doo. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Probably, yeah. It's that yeah. kind of it's that kind of animation style, isn't it? The old sixties and seventies Scooby. Yeah, style. just that kind mm-hmm. of feel as well. Just like a simple story wrapped up in twenty minutes, but you know they do a good job. I think. So would you? Yeah. Uh, it was definitely designed as a kids show, kid show though, wasn't yeah. it? Because it was like Saturday morning TV, I think. So. Oh, definitely. So what do you reckon the mechanics are? Because you've got the two spinners, one for impulse and one for warp. Do you reckon you just add them together and that's how far you travel? Or I don't know. It just the, the description just says there are two spinners, one for warp and one for impulse. Yeah, there is a picture it of it. It does say it's a roll and move or spin and move. Yeah. It, strange. I, I, I just... Definitely looks like a, a fun one for young kids at that time. Yeah. Okay, so that was 1974. And then in 1975, we had another Star Trek game uh, with, again, a rather questionable picture of Bill Shatner on the front of it. But this one intrigued me because it's got like a little squishy alien inside the box. Oh, okay. A little red squishy alien. And a spider. And, uh, yeah, a horrible plastic spider. Yeah. Why would you have a spider? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Captain's Log, star date 30.26.5. I don't think that's right. Uh, the Enterprise's men inspired deadly Klingon warship. Only Zithium and Beton crystals from the planet of fire and the ice planets can destroy it. Whoa. It took them ages to come up with that. <laughs> I think this was, this was only made for the UK, according to this. by Pabatoy. Oh, wow. Yeah. The game is TOS based and was advertised as taken from the popular BBC TV series Star Trek. That's why it all looks so good. Players by crew members of the Enterprise assigned to obtain alien crystals from two planets that can be used to destroy a nearby Klingon warship. Mm. Uh, it doesn't say what type of mechanisms it is. It's got a dice, so I'm, I'm imagining it's roll and move again, but. Is there not no, much more information like, other than that? Kirk player, is that just Scotty and Spock and then. It looks like, yeah, Scotty, That's Spock, weird. and then four red shirts. But, but They look like uh, four Klingons. Oh, maybe they are Klingons. No, you're right, because they've got those weird Klingon beards, haven't they? Mm. And two of them are exactly the same, and two of them are the same, but just in different, stood in different directions. No, I think, they, I yeah. think they're all identical. It's just number two is put in the box facing the other way. So... Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> so we've got we've got those. We've got the spider. We've got the weird alien. We've weird. got the counters, and then we've got a card that for some reason says Baroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not quite sure what Baroom is. And something missing as well in the box. Yeah, I don't know what's supposed to be in that rather horrible bottom I corner. Know, it looks yeah. very gunky. That's been sitting in someone's locker Just... for the last thirty years. Oh, that, yeah. So uh, this one doesn't appeal, I don't think. No, no, it doesn't jump out at you, does it? Yeah. And and now we go back to a game that was released while the show was on the air. Oh, right. So this one came out in 1967, and again, it's just called Star Trek Game. This one actually says Star Trek Game on the the front of the box. Mm. It's an adventurous game that orbits the Earth and the planets beyond. And uh, that's not a bad rendition of Bill Shatner. The Leonard Nimoy is a bit more yeah, questionable. Yeah, Spock's a bit weird on the front of that. I don't know what he's, uh, what his reaction is supposed to be there. Yeah, I, I, just looking at the uh, the board, it just looks well. It's just a board with lots of squares on. Lots of squares. And Uhura has turned uh, white on the front of that. 
box as well for some reason. Okay. Oh yeah. Mm. Don't know why. It's the sixties. Yeah. And it was probably sold in the made and sold in America. I think that probably tells you everything. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Less said about that the better. That's a uh, the game is played on a 36 by 36 grid with the earth at the centre. Players get fuel cards numbered through 1 to 10 to control their movement. Each turn you play one fuel card to move your ship that number of squares horizontally or vertically, but not both. Okay, so there's a little bit of strategy involved. Mm. Probably more than you'd expect from a game in, that came out in the 60s, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, isn't it? Uh, that last picture, I think that's that's nothing to do with the game, is it? All that, that stuff around it. Yeah, it's just a picture of the game in an exhibition. Yeah, yeah. With a Star Trek frisbee, by the looks of it. Yeah. No, sorry, it's not a frisbee. It's a flying USS Enterprise. That's what it says on it. Oh, right. If they say so. Yeah, it flies like a real spaceship. And that's a phaser next to it, I, I assume. Like it. Yeah. That's what they all look like. Don't worry, Ray. We're getting. We're going to start getting into the good stuff soon. The, okay. The next one okay. has me excited. Oh, the same. Uh, the, the, so, uh, no. So the nineteen ninety eight one is the one we looked at earlier, which is the oh, next. Was it? Oh, right. One. That's okay. part of that setting. So Fair. the next oh, one okay. is the Deep Space Nine game from nineteen ninety four, which has a board that looks uh, like um, a, a top down layout of DS nine. Oh, nice. It, that lends itself perfectly to. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, like it being played as a board game. Yeah. However, it it looks to me like this is Spanish that we're looking at at the moment. Ray, can you confirm? Uh, Panel de Mandos. I can't think what Mandos is. Pianta de la Nave Spaz something. Uh, it looks like it's in Spanish and Italian. Yeah. It's not Portuguese, back, is it? From the back of the box. Yeah. So it's a general European uh, I release. I see everything, only the larger words, but... Yeah, it doesn't say what countries it was released in. Well, it looks intriguing, and... though, despite the lack of English. Yeah. Uh, the winner is the first player to move their pawn to Ops. They shall be the shuttle commander. The second one shall be the captain. And the third one, the lieutenant. That doesn't quite make sense, but okay. Mm-hmm. The, the board layout and the way that it is almost reminds me of frustration. Oh, yeah. A bit of Trivial Pursuity as well. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought, Ray. Yeah, no. The, the reason why I said frustration was literally because, like, you have like the numbers on like the bits going into the inner board. So, like, whether you have to get mm. so many pieces in and around, I don't know. But well, it looks kind of confusing as well. Oh, there are copies of this for sale on the board game geek geek market. Oh, you can either get a Spanish or a German edition. Nine. For twenty-two <laughs> euros, you can get the German copy. That's not bad. We just need an interpreter with us. Well, if we get the Spanish one, right, can interpret. This next one is confusing me. Yeah. So, so this one, I don't know if I, uh, I was hoping one of you might get the reference. So this is a card game called Fizzbin. Does that mean anything to anyone? No, not off the top of my no. head. So there was an episode of the original series called A Piece of the Action where um, someone had left behind a book on a planet about gangsters in gangsters in the 1920s and then this civilization had modelled their selves on it. So right. everyone on the planet was a gangster. Yeah. And at one point they were all playing cards and Captain Kirk's been captured, I think. 
And uh, so to get out of being captured, he invents this utterly ridiculous card game, yeah. Fizzbin. So someone has made that game uh, based on a 30-second oh, um, wow. thing in Star Trek. Gentlemen, gentlemen. This, uh, this card game is a kid's game. You think so, huh? Oh, yes, yes. I wouldn't waste my time. Who's asking you? On uh, Beta Antares 4, they play a real game. It's a man's game, but of course, probably a little beyond you. It requires intelligence. Listen, Kirk, I can play anything you can figure out. Take the cards, big man. Show us how it's played. Captain, I'm familiar with the culture on Beta Antares 4. I don't know of any game. Of course, the uh, cards on uh, Beta Antares 4 are different, but not too different. Uh, the name of the game is called uh, Fizzbin. 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 It's uh, not too difficult. Mm -hmm. Each player gets six cards, except for the dealer, uh, the player on the dealer's right, who uh, gets seven. On the right? Yes. The second card is turned up, except on Tuesday. On Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Oh, look what you've got, two jacks. you got a half Fizzbin already. <laughs> I need another jack. No, no, if you've got another jack, why, you'd have uh, a shrunk. A shrunk? Yes, you'd be disqualified. Oh. Now, what you need now is either a king and a deuce, except at night, of course, when you need a queen and a, and a four. Except at night. Right. Oh, look at that. You got another <laughs> jack. How lucky you are. How wonderful for you. Now, if you didn't get another jack, if you'd gotten a king, why, then you'd get another card, except when it's dark, when you'd have to give it back. If it were dark on Tuesday. Yes, but what you're after is a royal fisman, but the odds in getting a royal fisman are astron... Spock, what are the odds in getting a royal fisman? I've never computed them, Captain. Well, they're astronomical, believe me. So there you go. Yeah, well, good for them, yeah. I bet it would be amusing. Guaranteed so, to test bottom. your sanity. Sorry, is that what you were yeah. going to say? No, I was going to say, uh, at the bottom of the, the description, it says, the game is played by trackers mm. at most Star Trek conventions. Well, is I've, that true? Heard of it. I've no. been to quite a few Star Trek conventions and never played this game. Does it ran, too. Is it, yeah. <laughs> is, is, is one a Trekkie or a Trekker? Whatever. Well. It's interchangeable. I'm a Trek fan, to be honest, but, uh, but whatever. Yeah, I've never heard anyone say Trekkers. And it relates to Star Trek. I've heard yeah, it. Trekkies like. is the is the uh, I think the sort of the more popular accepted. Yeah. Yeah. Trekkers was yeah. more of a thing that you would associate yourself with in the nineties. If you was more of a TNG uh, Trekker than the TOS Trek. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So th that's when that description, like when that was sort of going about. But since then, we've all just kind of settled on Trekkie. I'll take any label. I, I don't care. You know, it doesn't yeah. bother me, to be honest. Um, right, let's let's move on to uh, games that actually have a ranking on Board Game Geek, then. So this game is ranked 21,446 at the time of recording. And it's got the same it's... name as four of the other games we just looked at. Yeah, it's just a <laughs> Star Trek game from 1992. Okay. Actually, since I made the list a couple of days ago, the rank has dropped... About 20 places, so there you go. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, um, I mean, the artwork looks okay. It's yeah. got pictures of, and it's got pictures on the cards of uh, snapshots from the original series. Um, the board is like a giant 
hexagonal grid of the galaxy by the looks of it. Uh, what's That's, the aim of the game? It's got a lot going on compared oh, to some of the other stuff. Players must navigate their way to each of the four planets by correctly answering questions from each of the five categories. Oh, dear. Let's, Wayne and I don't have a great track record when it comes to Star Trek trivia board games. <laughs> no, no, it, it, you could be there quite a while. Yeah. All I say, Ray, is when we did when we did the that when we did the raise your game stream, Ray, it's a good job you didn't come back because uh, if you did, Wayne and I would still have been playing Star Trek trivia. Yeah. Oh, okay. We ended up playing for like an hour and a half just to get five questions right. It was painfully bad. Wow. Yeah, it was really, really. It, it, it put both of us to shame. There's a, actually... there's a new copy of this game being sold for seventy five dollars on Board Game Geek. Wow. Blimey. Mm. Uh, this is so that was by a company called Classic Games. Wow. Nice. Uh, right, what's next? Starfleet Missions 1992. A Starfleet Universe card game. This has been called... It variant of Top it? Trumps in the Star Trek universe, yeah. Ah. There is actually a Star Trek Top Trumps game, but I removed it from this list. Oh, I've so got, I've, I've got several Star Trek Top Trumps somewhere. What sort of um, like attributes do they use? Is it like intelligence or... Um, I can't remember, but, but like is always the case with the official top trumps, it's always inaccurate. Where you're just like, no, no, that yeah, person just need, wouldn't have that. They just that. needed to spread the numbers out. So, yeah, yeah, it really bugs you when you actually know the subject. It really winds you up. But anyway, stop oh, well. missions. <laughs> yeah, so that's ranked twenty one thousand three hundred twenty seven. Oh, Again, wow. it's dropped 20 places since I made the list. So. And uh, these seem to be uh, specifically more to do with... Oh, no, they do have... I was going to say it's all ships, but there is... Yeah, but there's definitely some, some real people in there. there. Well, I say real people. Yeah, characters. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay, yeah, top trumps with modifier cards by the looks of it. I think it looks... From that look on that Klingon, it looks like it maybe like add 20 to all ratings, it looks like. So if you oh. equip a legendary... Captain on a on a ship, it makes the ship more powerful. Uh, okay. Anyway. Adding that little bit more strategy. Yeah, it could be interesting. Uh, next up, we have another Star Trek Next Generation game, but this actually, looks looking identical. at it, this looks like it's the same as the other one. Yeah, it's just a different edition. Okay, so we'll skip over that one. Uh, next one, Star Trek Next Generation Game of the Galaxies. Oh, the galaxies. Ranked. What's this? 21,181. Oh, Jude's got that one. I've okay. got it, and I've never played it. I don't even know if I've ever taken the lid off, to be honest. I mean, Same story as before, pretty, just uh... as Wayne, just off a car boot. Yeah. Never played because got no one here to play it with. That's it. It's always hard to find people to convince to play Star Trek games with you if you don't live with Trekkies. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe I've never opened this. This is like the first time. Could be anything in here. Could be a rat. It looks like there's lots of little glass beads from the pictures, but... Got a spinner. And a spinner. Yeah. Oh, so you've got a spinner yeah, with the board it. board looks like really... Yeah. Oh, in your face. That doesn't look like it's been used. Oh, no, this... I don't think it has, to be honest. I sort of like the way they've done the um the, the character um 
uh, pieces where it's just like a plastic tube and then you put the picture of the character on the inside. Oh, Quite, yes. They, they've done bad. a couple, so they must have played it once. I've got, um, what's her name? Bat Laren and uh, Commander Data there. It's an interesting choice, Weird, isn't it? Weird, isn't it? And I've got some glass marbles where I don't know if that's just been put in there and that's nothing no, to no, do with the game. No, uh, no, they are counters for something or other. I don't oh, know what. Okay. But they are on it's the interesting. Yeah. So what does it say? It's got a weighting of 1.1 out of 5. Uh, oh. It takes around an hour to play. Oh, what? No, no, I just wasn't expecting to say that. Okay, you thought it would be more. It, yeah. it looks like it's, again, just another roll and... Well, it's a spin and move because you've got a spinner. But uh, uh, the object of the game is for each player playing a TNG character to distinguish... Th- himself in the task of establishing peace throughout the galaxies. You attain this aim by collecting peace treaties from alien nations spread throughout six different galaxies. There are 12 transporters, two in each galaxy. There's some... We're going to have to arrange a time for us all to meet up and play some games now. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely. Got these games. Got a bit of a I'd selection. love to do that. Yeah. No, definitely. Okay. So that's that. That looks. I mean, it looks all right. But it's yeah. only got a score of three point nine out of ten, though. So. But you never know, do you? You never know. You don't. Just because that's online, it, you know, you might have a different opinion once you play it. True. Uh, where are we now? Twenty thousand seven hundred eighteen. Star Trek: Next Generation collectible dice game from twenty. Sorry, from nineteen ninety six. Uh, what year did First Contact come out? Was it? 996. Yeah. Oh, no. It's about to celebrate its 25th anniversary, so yeah. that Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just another one of those games where you have to buy... Um, oh, says, this entry is to allow discussion of the game system as a whole. It is not for a specific version or release. So I'm guessing they had lots of different uh, editions of the game that you could all... And everyone bought their own set. Yeah. Um, again, oh, there's a nice. new copy... There's a new copy available for $95 on the Geek Marketplace. This looks like it might confuse me. Oh, you can Mm. see the different versions here. Yeah. The dice look quite nice, though. Yeah, that's what I meant. The the dice, like, if if you know what you're doing, which I wouldn't at first, but uh, but yeah, it looks very cool. Let's take on the role of the Enterprise or Borg Sphere. The dice represents various aspects of your ship, weapons, movement, capabilities, shields, damage control, special abilities, special orders, and heroic personalities. Each turn, you allocate power from your ship to power up or repair the systems on your ship, then move your ship or take special actions. You attack your opponent with phasers or torpedoes and win the game by reducing their warp core integrity to zero. So it's an attack attack game. You're attacking each other. Mm-hmm. To be the last one standing. Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. Five five point one out of ten rating, not horrendously bad, not great, but not bad. Well, it's better than most we've looked at. <laughs> I think yeah. that's one of them games that I would need you to sit me down, Matt, and go, okay, this is oh, how same. it's played, and go oh, over yeah, it yeah. multiple times. How many times have I told you this? I said this an hour ago. Yeah, that happens every time you play a new game for the first <laughs> yeah. time. Anyway. You're always looking in the rule book to double check things and stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, what's next? 1984. Struggle for the Throne, Star Trek II. With a lovely picture of Christopher Lloyd on the front of the uh, of the box. As um, 
whatever the name of the Klingon captain he plays in Star Trek 3 is, which uh, escapes me at the moment. What was his name? It's going to be Kang or Kor or... Yeah, something uh, like that. Klimp or something. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't even mention his character by name. No, no. it doesn't. Uh, no. It's, it, it looks like just a few pieces of cardboard put in a box, doesn't it? Uh, mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's, it quite, looks quite forgettable, to be honest. Not too much going To me, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, there really is not a lot there. So next up, we have three Monopoly games. Four. So one from 2000, one from 2009, and one from 1998. Oh, we got four, you're right. And one from 2011. So let's let's go through them in uh, order of year. So the first one was 1998, which is Star Trek Next Generation Monopoly. Okay. Let, let's see what... Um, They've put on the board, shall we? Oh, no one's taken a picture of the board um, close enough to to see, have they? Oh, I quite like the little metal uh, f- um, figurines of all the characters, though. Uh, this card looks like his head's on backwards, though. It does, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not bad, though, is it? Not bad. Uh... I'm not sure what I think about the currency card, the money though. That looks, it's a weird design, isn't it? Is it supposed to be gold pressed latinum? I was going to say, surely it's, yeah, no, it's just latinum. Mm. I guess so. 98, yeah, 98, yeah. It's a unique Starfield board with wormhole to allow you to connect to other future game boards. You I wonder if they ever released any. You can see a bit of the board in one of the pictures, but not much. Not enough to read what any of the no. things are. Uh, horse and Nebula, pay ten percent or two hundred. My Farpoint Station. So yeah, they've just a Borg Q. So they've just taken lots of random locations and races from the. Uh, I don't know why they've mixed locations and races. No, it's interesting. Yeah, it seems a lot of information to go along with Monopoly, but it would be interesting. The thing is, give it a go and see how that plays. That out. they've that they've kept jail and free parking. Yeah, and go to jail. They haven't themed them. Yeah, go to the brig. Yeah, it's odd. Yeah, you'd think that's exactly right. You think they do go to the brig? Yeah, okay, so that's the someone's um, just put stickers on it. The thing is, I mean, I quite, I mean, I know it's Monopoly, but I, I quite like that for the little metal figures. But that's that's mm. about the only thing I like about it. I think. Uh, so next up is your one, I think, Jude, which is uh, continue two thousand. Yeah. Uh, oh no, that's the that's the third one. Okay, oh, we've got okay. another one before we get to that. What have we got? So in? the next one's just Monopoly Star Trek Limited Edition. Okay. Which is looks like it's based on the original series. And again, they've kept jail. Go to jail. It's basically the same as the next generation one, but they've just replaced all the things with stuff from the original series instead. What have they yeah, got for the, I, um... I guess they were just like, Oh, that's old, let's do this one. <laughs> that will sell as and, well. And the player figures yeah, are yeah. plastic instead of um oh, that's a shame. Uh, metal by the looks of it. Other than that, I suspect it's exactly the same game. Yeah, you're right. That definitely doesn't look metal there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay, let's move on to your one then. Star Trek Continuum Edition Monopoly from 2009. Okay, uh, it's definitely been played. For the first time ever, 
Monopoly is being customised to cover the entire Star Trek franchise, celebrating the release of the new Star Trek movie in 2009. It's just the same as the other two. Go to jail, free parking, and everything else is filled in, and then you've just got a massive picture of the captains and then a huge blank space, wasted space. Yeah, Isn't that where the chance cards go? I suppose. I but... don't know. But yeah, community not chest. too different. Why are they to called the in that? They're not called chance and community chest, are they? What have they called them? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's on there somewhere. Okay. Yeah. The the problem that I have with it is, is a question of I it, Monopoly is okay, but it's mm. a laborious game sometimes. Oh God, yes. And that's I, I much prefer like quick versions of it, like the card game Monopoly Deal. And things like that, because it, if Monopoly is such a ball ache to like get round and finish within like I don't know ten days, you're never going to convince anyone who's not a Trekkie to play it with you. Yeah. Oh, these have not been opened. You got the pieces, oh, well. but I can't. You've got a, a shuttlecraft, but kind of looks cool. I'll, I'll just rip it open. Uh, you've got money that looks somewhere in between the normal one, and it does say gold press platinum on it. It looks a bit better than the other version, but uh, but yeah, the pieces. You've got a cool little shuttlecraft. Don't know if you can make oh, that sweet. out. And I can't yeah. work out what everything else is. To be- oh, we've got a like tricorder, phaser, and a captain's chair, and. I have no idea what that is. Any guesses? I can't see it, but... Uh, it's not the Vulcan Idic symbol, no, is it? No, is that Spock's harp? Oh, yeah, I think Wayne's right. It will what? be. Spock's harp. What's that from? No. Uh, uh, just a random TOS episode. Yeah, Just where Spock he played just harp. Play but... that harp... Oh, harp. harp. Yeah. Harp. I thought you were saying heart. Oh, no. Is that from the... Uh, I know what it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that from the weird little TNG video game thing that they play? The... Oh, yeah, the one where they put the glasses on yeah. and playing that weird game. That's a bit yeah. random, isn't it? Yeah, so it's just those three. Captain's chair, phaser, and uh, tricorder. Oh, no, communicator, sorry. Oh, yeah, TOS communication. Yeah. So I found out what the um, community chest and uh, uh, chance cards are called. They're subspace transmission and sensor readings. Ah, yes, yeah. Got one. Sorry, yeah, move on. It's all right. And then a couple of years after that, uh, we had the Klingon edition of Monopoly. Pretty much more of the same, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although, again, the little pieces look to be metal, and you've got a Klingon bird of prey and a bat left, and a Klingon captain's chair, and a Klingon phaser. So, um, At least they've... Well, okay, so they've, they've half-themed the board with, like, Klingon characters and stuff like that, and then you've still got free parking and jail again <laughs> in the corners. It just looks odd. Yeah, they, they've definitely updated it now. They have, like, Monopoly everything now. Yeah. I mean, they could at least put jail with Stovo Core in, yeah. uh, in the Klingon edition. That's Klingon hell, right? Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <clears throat> and then free parking at a Klingon space dock? I don't know. Yeah. 
Matt, you're assuming oh, well. that people who cared about the franchise were involved in the making of these. No, yeah, you're probably right. You are right. I do like that. Mm. Like, if I was a collector, oh. I'd love that. The Klingon version looks like the the the, the best themed version of them of them. Yeah, all. I, I would say, say so. Oh blimey! Okay, what's next? How to How post to a mystery. mystery Star Trek Next Generation game. Am I am I right in thinking that you own this, Wayne, or am I getting confused with something no, else? No, I do. Someone I know has got this. I do own this. Yeah. I've never played it. Oh. I've never played it. Because... So it's like a murder mystery, is it, sort of thing? Yeah, it's one of Basically, those ones think, where you yeah. would invite people round uh, to like oh, have, I'd love to have a murder mystery uh, weekend. But the thing is, it's uh, it, I, I can't remember. I did read through because someone had played with it previously, and I read through a bunch of the stuff. And it's like, it, if you're a Trekkie, you're going to solve it pretty quickly because I think one of right. like, the characters or something was like, and uh, it, like his his name was Rom, and his last name was Yulan. <laughs> and it's like, okay, then I wonder who done this. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. So, yeah, it, it's it's uh, it looks it looks like a fun night if you uh, close your uh, like your mind to you know exactly who yeah. done it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it says it needs eight players and it takes 360 minutes. So that's what? Four hours? Five hours? Yeah. If that was true, I would love that. Well, there you go. Next time you have a convention, you should have a special uh, That would be great. Uh, event instead of a disco, thing. we'll do that instead. We'll do a murder mystery. Yeah. yeah. All the kids will love that. Oh, yeah. It <laughs> go down like a tree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the next game is uh, a nemesis of Minor Mats. Yeah, it? it's our favourite game. Yeah, 6.1 out of 10. Came out in 2016. It's the Trivia Pursuit Star Trek 50th Anniversary Edition. Right. That comes but in a short This is where you, you used to use your questions. To track this is what we did at, on the charity stream a few weeks ago. Oh, um, oh, I don't think right. I ever got any track off questions from this. I think I've got two trivia books that I'll use. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, um, if people want to hear us embarrass ourselves about that, then... Wayne put that out as an episode of Trip Mate, so uh... yeah, I'll have to have a look. Yeah, yeah. It, it, don't get me wrong; the box is beautiful. I love the shuttlecraft box. Oh yeah. Uh, what's next? Star Trek Three. It is three solitaire adventures with the original Star Trek crew that came out in nineteen eighty five. Oh, I see. So they're just single player. Um... Oh, so it's not actual solitaire. No, 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 it's just three single-player games. The one that's got the most pictures is the Sherwood Syndrome, which is um, just like, I don't know what that's got to do with Star Trek at all. Especially considering no. it says in the top corner, Star Trek 3. Remember, Star Trek exists, guys. <laughs> I, I, I remember that scene in Star Trek 3 when just after the Enterprise got blown up, uh, they all found themselves back in Sherwood Forest. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's, that's really weird. You would understand them yeah. putting this out as a TNG game at some point. Yeah, yeah, based on the episode, yeah. yeah. And then there's a picture yeah, of, like, Sulu, Kirk, Uhura, Scotty, I think, all with Robin Hood hats on, like, just randomly. Yeah. Like, this is why? very much a question of they had a board game that they could chuck a face on. Yeah. 
that really is the case, it seems. Very odd. I mean, we've got the Kobayashi Maru, which yeah. is obviously... Do you know the Kobayashi Maru, Ray? It it sounds familiar. Mm. So you know in the in the Star Trek 2009 film where yes. Chris Pine is at the Academy and he reprograms yes. the simulator so he can win the, the thing that supposedly you can't win. That's the Kobayashi Maru. Ah, uh, okay. And they've been referencing scenario. that since the 60s, even though you didn't see that bit until... 40 years later. Whatever. No, it was, it was um, The Wrath of the Cart, where it was first introduced. Yeah. Was it? Oh, I thought it was in the series. No, because they yeah. were um, like playing out the simulation. Right. Beginning, beginning. of the film. Okay. Yeah. But uh, also, the uh, no, that wasn't Wrath of Khan, was it? That was Undiscovered Country, wasn't it? That was Wrath of Khan. When everyone dies at the beginning, oh, supposedly. Of course. Yeah, of course. Um, no, yeah, sorry. Ignore me. This is why I don't win trivia. Uh, what have we got next? Oh, this is quite a modern one. Conflict. Conflict in the neutral zone. That just makes me think okay. of, like, tiddlywinks. <laughs> it is a dexterity game. Okay. Ah, uh, that's why then. Oh, conflict. Flick, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll get it. I'll see what they've done. So what are you what are you actually doing? You flick discs. It's coin football, but with Star Trek. Something. And then where the discs land, you collect resources. And then to attack, you must use your attack ship to hit an opponent ship off the planet or board. Okay, so it is literally just flicking. So yeah, you're right. It's not too far from Tilly Wings. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's different. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? Uh, rank 13,433. 6.2 out of 10. Uh, okay, that's yeah, one of the better ones today again. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'd give, I'd give it a go if it was in front of me. Right, here we go then. Next up, Star Trek The Next Generation interactive VCR board game. Oh, a Klingon challenge. The heavy hitters are coming out now. So is this the one that has Robert O'Reilly? It is. But he's not playing Geron. He's just playing generic Klingon. He is playing generic Klingon who's yeah. taken over the Enterprise and you are of course. An, uh, one of the ensigns that have been left on board and you have to retake the ship from... Uh, uh, it's very from good. This is the one and only game that I have played. And I've played it twice with Wayne and twice we recorded it for Trekmate. Mm-hmm. And for some reason it was just... Just didn't work, did it? No, uh, well, no. It's just our technical know-how was crap at the time. Yeah, on to how to uh, get everything in sync. So we could probably. But I had have... a lot of fun. Is the video on YouTube then? Yeah, we watched the YouTube version. Yeah, yeah. Like, because neither of us has got a VHS. I don't think anymore. No, so you can still um, play it by using the YouTube video, and it's it. I, it's still a really fun game. Definitely. It, it, if anyone's played it, it's like uh, they called it Nightmare in America. We called it Atmosphere in England. Yeah, it's just like that, but Star Trek. And I love Atmosphere when I was a kid. Yeah, you had to go around collecting uh, different uh, resources and stuff to get your security clearance up to the full level that you could then make your way to the bridge before time runs out and uh, incapacitate the uh, like Galron at that point. I'm not 
I'm not sure, but I feel like when we played those two games, Wayne, but like one time neither of us won, and then one time like maybe I won or maybe you did, but it was only just. Yeah. Like just in the nick of time. Literally, because it, like when you get into the end, you have to get the right amount of rolls and like stuff to get to the bridge. And yeah. then also on the bridge, it's got like different uh, cards where it tells you whether you've been successful or not. So, no, it's really good fun. It's definitely one yeah. that we you could easily crack out uh, at a con. Is there any point to the video? Like, does he say randomly that something's happened and you have to do something in the game? Yes. Or is it just there as like yeah. a countdown? Yeah. Right, okay. No, throughout the, throughout is... the game, he will come back and uh, be like, uh, like something's gone wrong with the ship, which means that you've got a bit of advantage. Or uh, like, he will then go, Ah, the player who has the least amount of Isolinia chips uh, can go exactly. here. Or the person who's got the most amount of Isolinia chips, you're going to the brig for like five minutes. Yeah. And things like that. So. Right, okay. Yeah, it's definitely one that we could all do, I think, if, if you guys would be up for that. And it's funny. I, I think the the main thing about this game is obviously the vid- it's the videos the same every time. Yeah. I, I can imagine that. When DVDs came out, and if they had any games like this, they would probably have been a bit more random because obviously with DVDs you can have like random yeah stuff happening. The, the thing is, when I was a kid, I was so stupid. I I, I just was convinced that it was uh, different every time. Yeah, <laughs> such a you're just so kid. into it. Yeah, <laughs> but now you realise that you can just waste time. Just like I, I'm just going to take another few seconds to throw this dice. Just just give me a second. I just like to give it a good old shake. So yeah, then yeah. it goes on to the oh, next player. Oh, something's like, happened. Yeah, oh, it happened to you. Oh, yeah, because like then Gower will be like, ah, whoever's rolling now, you're screwed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so as long as you knew the timestamps, you were fine. Yeah. It's funny. I like the player boards as well, the little tricorders. They're quite cool. Yeah, no, they're, uh, all the pieces are really nice. Right, where are we at now? Uh, 2012 Star Trek Hero Clicks Tactics ranked 12,500 ish. Uh, what is this? Oh, this is a so this is a Star Trek version of a a larger sort of game system called Hero Clicks where mm-hmm. you can have diff- different franchises, but it's basically like a little minis game where you have little starships um, flying around. No, they look and, great. Uh, I think it's just like attacking the other players. Looks a little bit uh, like um, Attack Wing or something like that. that. That's another one of those ones. I think I it's think. just like a simpler version of that kind of thing. Uh, Tactics features more than 20 pre-painted ships from both the Federation and Klingon and will be available for sale in both a four-ship starter product and the single-figure boosters. So, yeah, you'd buy all the the individual ships separately. So it's another one yeah, of those. Like, that's soon going to uh, rack up, isn't it? Try and get money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, the ships look nice. They're nice, detailed little models of what they, what they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that then. Uno Star Trek from 1999. Now, I've got to say, I've never played Uno in my life. I like Uno. I have at some point. It's quite a simple game, isn't it? But It's a very simple game. Silly is... Yeah. Uh, that's why uh, I've played it so many times. It's like it, when the kids were younger, it would be a game that we would crack out just because it's a simple uh, game to understand and it's yeah no it's, yeah. it's fun but i having star trek characters on the card will play no relevance whatsoever 
to the basic form of Uno, I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, So what makes this game different from traditional Uno? It says here, when you are down to one card, instead of shouting Uno, you must instead exclaim, space, the final Uno frontier. What? Oh, that's a mouthful. You are not slamming that card down quick, are you? No. Because that's the whole point. Like, when you're doing Uno... you lay that card down. If someone doesn't say Uno within that split second, you've got to call them out on it so they can pick up more cards. Oh, God. Well, they've tried then, haven't they? Yeah. Another game with a name I've never heard next. Star Trek game. Yeah. <laughs> When's this one from? 1979. By Milton Bradley. This is based on the motion picture, isn't it? Looking at the front of the box. Yeah, yeah I'd say so. Um, the board is interesting. It's like, I don't know what it's like. Lots of DNA strands all stretched out. Yeah, that yeah, that's odd. Oh, they're putting it on top of it, though, those bits. That's I like a board on top raised, of the board. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. I don't know, actually. Oh, yeah, they're triangular... Pieces that you put on top of the, the main board to get all mm. those like paths. That's, that's weird. That's weird. So so I guess yeah, the game will be different every time because the board layout will be different every time. I guess the, the game sort of like matches the insanity of the film, the bizarreness of it. Uh, in fact, it's not even based on the film. They've used the artwork from the film. Yeah, it says take part in uh, exciting missions, seeking out unexplored stars. As you hunt for secret Klingon outposts and evaluate and investigate black holes, be on the alert for attacks from hostile aliens. Complete three missions and head for your home star base. Hmm. So it's just they're just trying to cash in on the success of the film, really, aren't they? Yeah. Although it got it's got a rating of six point three out of ten, so it's probably the best of the generic Star Trek games that we've seen so yeah. far. Oh, they, it looks like they've definitely made an effort. I've no idea what's going on, but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, they yep. definitely tried there. Uh, next up is Seen It Star Trek, which I've got actually. I've I got it. This. Oh, I have this, but I've no idea where it is. I, I do have it as well. <laughs> yeah, Ray, you own a copy of Seen It Star Trek. <laughs> In fact, Ray didn't... bought me this, didn't you? Yeah. Oh no. Nice. Yeah, I got it from. It was in the RSPCA store. So you did own yeah, it for a short time, technically. For a short period. Yeah. I paid for it, yeah. I think I got so my those... family to play this with me like once. Like, please, just just want to play it just once. <laughs> yeah, I, I played it and just wiped the floor with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going to be one of those ones where it, it, we would be better off playing it together rather than with oh, yeah. individuals. But I know that at some point, I think... We used to use the Star Trek Scenic cards for the track off. We did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We so, certainly did. So that, this has nice little metal uh, player counters as well, which are, which are quite nice. Yeah, you get the player counters. One of you plays as Voyager, one of you plays as the TOS Enterprise, one of you has the Enterprise D, and the other one is the Defiant. Yeah, they look nice. They are you going through the, the pieces there, I, Wayne? Is that what I can hear? I am, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally looking at it now. Yes, no, I, I enjoy it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good game, but uh, you need the right people with you. 
I like the yeah. scenic games in general. You know, as long as you've got the right franchise and the right people in the room, like very good. And surely at this point, so, someone's probably uploaded the scenic DVD to YouTube. Surely, uh, probably. Mm. Yeah, I imagine so. Okay, let's move on to uh, a big, another big name game that I've never played. Oh, this Risk. is Risk Star Trek 50th Anniversary Edition from 2016. Um, I don't know. Risk just doesn't appeal to me. I've never played Risk. I I know about Risk, but I I've never played it either. I've sort of watched other people play it briefly and just thought like, oh, I guess that could be cool if you've got shit loads of time on your hands. But I never did and have even less now but uh so looking at the pictures there's there's lots of little plastic game pieces so you've got an original you've got an nx01 enterprise with a short craft mm-hmm. a tos enterprise tng voyager and a defiant and then you've got lots of little tribbles there you go it, i would say I'll, I'll give it credit for including enterprise oh yeah anything yeah. that includes archer has already one point on my book but yeah. Yeah, good on them. You don't have events in this game. You have Q-vents. Of course. Q does them. Which I'm sure you appreciate, Matt. That's not really a pun, no. is it? Most of the Q episode names aren't pun, are, are, are just very bad puns or attempts at puns. I mean, hide and Q. Q doesn't sound like seek, does it? No. no. At least Cupid makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but at least this game is continuing the tradition of non-pun Q puns. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> so it's risk, but set in space, I guess. Yeah. Um, next up is Starfleet: A Call to Arms. Uh, this has got a score of seven point one out of ten. Okay. It's from two thousand eleven. A product, a joint product using mongooses, a Call to Arms miniature system, and ADP Starfleet universe. So, is this another game where you've got little ships battling? It is. Yeah, looking at. Looking, you get little miniatures of like Klingon ships and loads of Enterprises. Mm. I mean, looking at the minis, I think I prefer the Clicks ones to these. To be honest, but, well, that, maybe yeah, that's just so. me. this probably came out a long time before. Oh yeah, this was two thousand eleven, wasn't it? Oh, was it really that soon? Okay, I th- I thought this looks like something from the like eighties. So then it's got no excuse. But I, but I think you get everything in the box. I don't think you need to spend money to buy lots of different ships, yeah. so it's got yeah. that going for it. True. Uh, where are we at now? Uh, 2000, uh, ranked 10,248. This is Star Trek Red Alert. Uh, a Disc Wars variant for fighting space battles in the Star Trek universe. I don't know what Disc Wars is, nope. but um, as you'd expect, all of the tokens are round like discs is it it looks like uh what's that thing that kids used to love like of our oh, pogs. Pogs yeah and tazos yeah that's what it reminds me of i don't know if it's pogs the thing when you were growing up ray yeah of course it i was. wasn't sure i don't know what the generation gap was i don't know when they stopped being popular i don't know i don't know the brother was that bothered about pogs that was he was firmly pokemon cards yeah, yeah. Pogs was long I was, before. I was Pokemon cards. Yeah, I was not inver- not invested in Pokemon when it first arrived. Yeah, no, it, po- that's all. It looks like another just 
Yeah, round cards after round cards. Yeah. Well, discs. Or it just whatever. says cardboard discs are used as miniatures to represent space ships, crew, and technology. So, um, don't really know much about what that is, other than that. But okay, I mean, it looks right. some sort of dice there, but that's it. There's no board. Six, or... six point five out of ten. I like the fact that it's got the USS Yamato on the uh, front of the box, though. Mm-hmm. Right, that's unusual. Uh, what's next? Nineteen ninety-two. Oh, we're in there. We're above ten thousand rank now, so these should all be. Much better. These should all be starting to get really good. Okay. So from 1992, we've got the Starfleet Battles Cadet Training Manual. What's this? It is a another war game. War games. Um. See, these always look far too complicated for me. <laughs> this is this is just uh, it does again. It doesn't have minis. It's just got like little cardboard pieces. That you shuffle around a hexagonal board to, I guess, attack the other players. Mm-hmm. So, not much more to say other than that, really, is there? I'm realizing I'm going to have to plug my computer in while we're recording. Uh, Sorry, carry on. Factories, gotta love them. Yeah. Uh, next up is another war game, Starfleet Battle Manual from 1977. Uh, it's a tactical space combat game for two or more players with spaceships familiar to fans of Star Trek: The Original Series. Um, okay, great. It's just a lot of printed materials of. Uh, oh, it does have little minis. Oh no, has someone made? Someone's used the minis from a different game, uh, okay. right? And uh, and attached them onto this one, I think. Yeah, because I mean, there was not there would not have been a board cube in nineteen seventy seven, would there? No. So it's just a game system that someone's come up with. Okay, fair enough. Do you, do now you, this, I think. I was oh, just going to ask Matt. Do you know on this list? Uh, if there exists a D and D Star Trek thing, is that something they ever did? Yeah, I don't know if it's on. I don't know if it's on this list, but there is a Star Trek RPG. Uh, oh no, it is. I think it's near the top. I think it's near the top. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, I'll let you carry on. Sorry, that's all right. Uh, next up, we've got Star Trek Chrono Trek. This came out a couple of years ago. This is from Looney Labs, the people who made all the Flux games, which we'll get to mm-hmm. a bit later on. So it's a time travel game. Um, so they did a Back to the Future one a few years ago, um, but they've also had a get, got a game that they've had out for a few years called Chrono Nauts. Um, so I think this is based on that. Okay. Uh, each player becomes a Star Trek character with a unique identity and a secret mission. During the game, players travel backwards and forwards through history, doing all those things people have always dreamed of using time travel to do. Oh, I like uh, explore the, sound the history and that. alternate history of the entire Star Trek universe. So yeah, it looks. Um, mm. I mean, the artwork is good. Yeah. But then the Looney Labs games always have nice, nice artwork. Yeah. Oh no, definitely. No, I like the concepts of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this this would go on my on my wish list. I think this looks uh, like a lot of fun. And this is what year was it, Pat? Uh, Twenty nineteen. So I only came oh, out okay. a few years ago. Yeah, uh, might have to go on my list of two. Yeah, it's only got a rating of six point six out of ten, but I think the um, the theme would would be enough for us to um, sort of push it up a bit. Yeah. Oh, we've got a cat on screen. No. Yeah. Who is that cat? It's. Uh, this is Scout. Scout. <laughs> yeah. All right, Scout. Not that you can hear me. Oh look, there's people. There's people over there. Wow. 
Do you No. Scout doesn't want to play Star Trek games. No, definitely. No, I don't. I... Although if Scout had a spaceship, it would be a Scout ship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you see what I did there? Yep. The Romulan Scout ship. <laughs> oh, dear. Let's move on. Um, Star Trek Galactic Enterprises from 2018. Uh, this is ranked 8,554 at the moment. Uh, that's That's gone down. A few places again. I wonder if a lot of these games are going down, not because they're getting worse, but because of the games are slotting in ahead of them. That's probably what it is, isn't it? More than yeah. likely. Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah. There's always someone planning something, making something new. Yeah. So this is, uh, as I say, got a picture of Quark on the front, and it's got lots of bars of gold-pressed latinum inside it as well. So uh, I'm guessing it's a trading game. It's a bluffing negotiation game. Mm. Uh in Star Trek Galactic Enterprise, is three to eight Ferengi buy and sell their wares, trying to monopolize a particular item for greater profit. However, once other Ferengi get these same items for sale, it becomes a matter of negotiation. Do you work together to gain the same profit, or do you agree to cooperate, then sell at a lower price and steal all the profit for yourself? I like the concept is it like, of that. Isn't yeah. Darbo supposed to be like this, though? Where it's all like I guess it is, trading. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it doesn't look like it's the sort of thing like where you've got to collect whole sets of something. Yeah. I'm surprised that doesn't exist, actually, if that doesn't come up later on in this list. Uh, no, it's not on the... No one's, no one's made a physical Darbo yet, as far as yeah, I know. Yeah, you'd think they would, wouldn't you? I like the look of the Latinum. It doesn't look like it's just cardboard. Well, it probably is. No, I mean just like just it like looks... it, just like paper rather. It looks like it's like thick, chunky cardboard, sort of. It looks better than the the one earlier on, yeah. Yeah. Mhm. No, I like the look of that. Uh, the next one is just uh, the same again. Another one of those um, Starfleet Battles games, so we can skip over that. Okay. One. Star Marder. Uh, the next one is Star Marder. Yeah. Seven point five out of ten. So, uh, Star Mod is a board game of Starship Combat, another another war game. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like it has miniatures. Is it actually Star Trek? That looks. I think like Star it... Marder is a. It is because if you look at the minis, it's um, I'm looking hang at on birds of prey and stuff fighters. like that. Oh, okay. So maybe there's a the Star Marder X is the original game, which is a a, a nondescript. Uh, sci-fi universe by the looks of it. So maybe the Admiralty edition is a... Add-on. Maybe. But you're right. I mean, if I look at the description, oh. it doesn't mention Star Trek in it at all. But it's been put in the Star Trek category on Board Game Geek, so it, I don't actually... Yeah, because it's got the figures oh, no, on, no. On If one. you go down, it, there's definitely been an add-on because they've got Klingon mm. D7s. Mm. Enterprise oh. there. But I wonder if, but someone's just put Klingon D seven micro machine on Litco stand as if they've, they've just literally added their got own. Like um, they've got Enterprise and Klingon warbirds, and they got uh, whatever you call it, the not the Death Star, but the next thing down, whatever that's called. And also, someone's added all on, on the same board Cylon ships as well. Yeah, so it must be a system that people have used to create. Um, Battles in lots of different universes, then, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I'm sure someone's having fun with it somewhere, but I can't be bothered. 
I don't have to. T- I don't really see. I mean, I think Ray's the same. But spending like two or three hours on a on a single game doesn't appeal mm. so much. I don't know. Um, I'm sure Ray's really spent two or that. three hours just petting Scout, but well, it, he's right there. You know, isn't he? Yeah, he's right there, and it's the sort of time when he starts like pestering us to go to bed so he can have a cuddle. Oh. So <laughs> we're not far off now. Uh, where are we at now? Start, uh, let's skip the next one because it okay. looks uh, naff. Uh, Star Trek Alliance Dominion War campaign. Uh, oh, this is, I guess, the Dominion War version of the Star Trek Alliance game, but I don't know what that is. What is Star Again, Trek it's Alliance? a Minis War game. Does it? I thought that was just. A, is it not just a part of Attack Wing? Oh, maybe it is. I don't know. Let me have a look. Oh, yeah, it integrates with Star Trek Attack Wing. Well done. So we'll 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 get to attack wing in a bit because it's quite high okay. up the list. Uh, so ah, this is the big one then. Star Trek customizable card game second edition. So the customizable card game was very big in the uh, in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it just it's just Pokemon, but Star Trek basically. Yeah, but didn't come out till two thousand two. According to the link you've shared, this is the second edition. So the first okay. edition came out in nineteen ninety four. I think I may have some okay. of these somewhere, but I just don't know where I got them from or what to do with them. Well, that's it. I mean, you need to make a deck and play them against play play your deck against someone else who's yeah. got the same game. So just buying the cards um, doesn't really, you know, help you. No, I I never got into it because as a kid I never understood it. So I was just mm-hmm. like, okay, I would see, I would see people play it, and I'd be like, mm, I I don't understand what I need to do. I think once you're in, yeah, I think that's the problem. In, it's just like Pokemon, isn't it? Like all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But this ended long, long, long ago. So yeah, you know, you can't buy lots and lots of stuff. Someone's selling a copy of the second edition on Board Game Geek Market for uh, three pound. Okay. Fair enough. 20 sealed booster packs. Oh, at 250 per pack, they're saying. Uh, right. Mm, so I'm not sure, not sure what that's about. But okay. Booster packs. It's just like gambling, isn't it? Yeah. You never know what you're <laughs> going to get. Yeah, exactly. Uh, where are we at now? 1986, Federation and Empire. Oh, we're nearly into the top 5,000 games now. Uh, advanced strategic war for oh, more war games. Okay, there's a lot of these, isn't there? I mean, it's understandable that you'd have a lot of ship combat games in a sci-fi yeah. franchise, wouldn't you? So, oh, definitely. Oh, it's very detailed. The next one's a good one. Yeah. Okay, so the next one, well, we've got four games lumped into one here. So we've got Star Trek Flux, Star Trek Next Generation Flux, Star Trek Deep Space Nine Flux, and Star Trek Voyager Flux. Which one should I click so, on? Uh, do the first so Star Trek Flux first because that okay. was the first one that came out. So f- my my love of Flux is well documented. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wayne, which one did you play? Was it this one, the the normal Star Trek Flux, or I, was it Next Generation? I had both the normal okay. and Next Gen, and I had the um uh, the the little oh the bridge, bridge expansion, expansion, so you could link them together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's a really really fun game. Tell me about it, because I've been intrigued about this one for a while. And... That okay. will explain it so, better than I can. Yeah. So 
Yeah, Flux is a basic Flux is a card game where it's called Flux because the rules are constantly changing. So there are there are cards in the game that you play on the table and they change the basic rules of the game. Um, and the aim of the game is for you to get in front of you. Um, there are these cards called goals, which say, let's use the Star Trek one as an example. You need Kirk and the Enterprise to win. Mm. So if you have the Kirk card and the Enterprise card in front of you and at any point, then you win the game, assuming that's the current goal. But the goal can constantly change. Other players can play a goal to replace another one as well. And then there are also action cards that let you do things like take cards of, of another player or whatever. So... It can get a bit complicated, especially if you've got like ten different rules on the table to try and yeah. to, to keep your eye on what's going on. But fundamentally, it's just a game where you are drawing cards from a deck, choosing which ones you want to play, and trying to get the right cards in front of you to win the game. Okay. It's a, it's it's as simple as that. But as I say, because of the because of the interactions between the different rules, uh, it can get quite complicated. Uh, so the Star Trek versions just uh, theme it, and there's there's lots of different ones. There's Doctor Who Flux. There's uh, yeah. There's uh, chemistry, anatomy, uh, drinking flux, which is all alcohol based. There's just there's, there's tons of them, and I think I've got like about eight or nine different editions of it at the moment. So. Oh wow! Have you got all the Star Trek ones? Uh, all except Voyager, because that's only that only came out last year, and I haven't had it yet. But also, mm. they just released um, two more expansions that are themed around Enterprise, which saddens me because it means that Enterprise isn't going to get their own deck. Their own copy, yeah. I didn't know that. I must have missed it. Yeah, there's a Porthos one and um, an Archer one. If you scroll down the page, uh, Jude, and look at mm. where it says um, fans also like, and then click see all, you'll see a lot more of the other Flux um, editions there. Oh, I've seen um, them in the shops, and every time I see them, I'm just like, oh, I'd love to play that. But just like, I just think, what's the point if I've got no one to play it with at the moment? Yeah, yeah. I think the. Uh, but yeah, there is a lot there. I'm definitely going to get other versions of Flux that the family will enjoy playing with us because I l- yeah. really enjoyed the uh, the mechanics of the game. It's just. Maybe that's a what theme I should that do. It's everybody. I'll go get the Harry Potter one first. Or something like that, the, and then I can just say the Batman, now the you can Batman play this one's one. pretty good. Yeah, the Batman one's pretty work. good because you got all the bad guys, and you have a card which is Arkham Asylum, and they all go inside, they all go underneath, and then at some point in the game they all spring out, which is quite cool. Yeah, that could definitely work. Ray's got Monty Python flux. Oh, really? Firefly, I think. Yes, I think so. Not, yeah, that would Monty be cool. Python, I imagine. Uh, right so yeah that's all of those the highest ranked one is the next generation flux which is ranked 5598 Uh, that is probably my favourite version as well because it's next generation yeah Uh, next is the Star Trek customizable card game which we've already talked about oh yeah Uh, next we have another combat game I think the Star Trek Starship Tactical Combat Simulator from 1983 this is ranked 4898 Oh, it was three. Yeah, no, it is another a combat simulator. Yeah, just another combat simulator. Okay. I'm guessing Wayne and Ray were both zero. Yeah. <laughs> Minus uh, four. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right, from 1985 next then, we have Star Trek The Adventure Game. Captain, can you explore the galaxy as either a Klingon or Federation commander? And yet the front of the box has Kirk and Spock on. No Klingons at all. No. This looks um, 
like another one of those sort of like hexagonal movement games also very cheap because the actual board looks like it's paper yeah it does doesn't it yes in fact does it even come in a box is it in is it in like a binder it could be that's a box because everything looks like it's folded up so yeah i think you're right you know oh no no there is a bit of a box on the left there but uh... oh yeah i can see it yeah they were just skimping on production costs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's 2016, Star Trek The Dice Game. I'm guessing it's a game that involves rolling dice. I don't want to presume, but, you know. That's very presumptuous of you. <laughs> mm. uh, okay, yeah. I mean, it looks like it is. Um, you've got dice that you roll, and I guess you put... Depending on what you roll, you put them on different parts of your ship. So the board is like a top-down view of a ship with um, lots of little slots for you to put the dice on. I quite like the uh, look like of that. Engineering, to be honest. Yeah, it looks all right. What's its score? Seven point seven out of ten. Oh, okay. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, not very complex, and it's got a solo mode as well. Oh no, it is a solo. It's a solo game. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh, that's perfect for nerds because none of us have anyone to play with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so th- so this is a this is a print and play game. So you can't buy it in the shops. You buy it online, uh, download the files, and then if you want to make the dice, you've got to make your own. So all the pictures oh. of the dice that you can see are ones that people have made oh, themselves. That's far too much effort. No, no way. I mean, you can just use normal dice and just say one is this, two is this, or whatever. I suppose some people yeah. have got custom, have made custom. No, dice. there's no imagination here. <laughs> well, okay. It looks good on on the screen, anyway. But no. Uh, next up, we've got another three that are all the same thing. So, the Star Trek deck building game. So, we've got Next Generation Original Series and Next Generation Next Phase. Shall I do Next Generation just to? Yeah. Recruit the best crew to stop the Borg or fight in a Klingon civil war. In Star Trek deck building game The Next Generation, players take on the role of a captain of a salvaged starship. They will search for new allies such as Picard, Data, and other famous characters. They will explore Splice. Splice? They will explore Splice <laughs> to complete missions, encounter events, and meet starships that could be friend or foe. Mm. I mean, it looks nice. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's a deck building game like the. Um, uh, I don't know what kind of deck building game is it? Is it one where you've got to build up a deck beforehand and then battle it? Or is it one where you build up your deck as you play? Uh, it looks like it's a build your deck up as you play type of game, but I can't be sure. I mean, this looks all right. Yeah. I've played yeah, similar plants. deck building yeah. games. 6.5 out of 10. As you said, the cards look very pretty. They do. The artwork's nice, and they've the, the aesthetic is very is quite nice. I like what they've done with the design. It's already halfway there. It's, yeah, it's not in your face. It's it's it's. I quite like it. Uh, okay, so that's that. Uh, Starfleet Battles from 1990. So this is going to be another war game. It is, and on yeah. all they Almost. all look pretty much the same. All just like the hexagonal they do, don't they? sort of things, and yeah. 
Yeah, okay. We've seen plenty of those then. Yep. So next up, we're oh, we're in the top 3,000 now. So this is ranked 2854. This is Star Trek Expeditions. Based on the 09 movie. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. It is built upon the cooperative board game model, and the players will work together against the game. Players assume the roles of Kirk, Spock, Bones, and Uhura. The premise is the Federation has received a petition for membership from a planet, and the Enterprise is dispatched to assess their application. When the Enterprise arrives, they discover a Klingon battlecruiser is in orbit and civil war is threatening to break out on the planet. And the planet is, coincidentally, reconsidering its application for United Federation of Planets membership. So there's a lot of cooperative games out uh, at the moment because Pandemic was very successful. Um, I don't know if any of you have played Pandemic. I know Ray and I have played. No, it, so no, I don't I know if you two have played Pandemic. I've heard you talk about it. But no. Yeah, it's um, it's a few years. I think it came out in, in like two thousand six, two thousand seven, maybe. But it's basically you're all working together to um, cure uh, cure diseases that have started spreading around the planet. So, um, it's but it's it's really good. And so this looks. Uh, I don't think it's similar mechanically, but so yeah, normally in a game like this, when the uh, the stack of cards runs out, for example, then that's the end of the game. And if you haven't completed all the objectives by that, then the game has won. So that's sort of like the, the timer that's built into it. Yeah. Next up, we have uh, Federation Commander, which is, uh, again, another battle system by the looks of it. Again, it's on a hexagonal grid. So it all looks very similar. And they've even to a lot yeah, of the they've used seen. the same box art from an earlier game. Oh. <gasps> Naughty. How dare they? How lazy. So, oh no. So now we're into the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. So next up is from 2015 Star Trek Five Year Mission. So this is what you were asking about earlier, Jude. So this is a. Oh, okay. oh no, it's not. Ignore me. I'm All being right, completely stupid. <laughs> In fact, I don't even think the RPG is on this list. No, I've said that. No worries. We'll, we'll talk about I it. Thought it I thought it was this. But this is a um, a dice placement game, cooperatively, uh, where you are all um, either the crew of the Enterprise from TOS or the D. Mm. Uh, everyone's got different abilities, and you're trying to uh, solve or complete a series of blue, yellow, or red alerts to score points. And again, it's a cooperative game, so... What does it say here? Players must deal with injuries which lock dice out of play, ship damage that can force players to attempt harder alerts, urgent events that must be completed within three minutes, uh, as well as yellow and red alerts that force additional alert cards to come into play, pushing you closer to failing. So, yeah, another cooperative uh, game. Um, but I think this was quite well received. What's its score? It's only got 6.5 out of 10, but it's quite high up in the list, which um, mm. makes me think it was, It's you know, maybe it's slightly better than the score would make you think. Do you know what's just popped into my head? As we're going through these games, like some of the more popular ones and higher ones up on this list, like where you're seeing pictures of people playing it, I keep expecting to see Matt playing it in one of the pictures <laughs> in a minute. He's Definitely. just going to pop up Definitely at some not. point. Wales Comic Con or something like that. So I've just Googled. It's Star Trek Adventures that you that you, that you would be interested okay, in. Okay, I'll look the, it up. The RPG. After the yeah. pod, yeah. Thanks. Um, so where are we at now? Starfleet Battles from 1979. I haven't looked at this yet. I'm going to guess it's set on a hexagonal grid. Yep. 
I bet you're right. Well, it, it, we've got a whole bunch of games that actually look like they're all pretty much yeah. the same game coming up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, moving on. That's but that's only right. That's ranked two hundred uh, two thousand two hundred twenty-three, so it's quite high. Yeah. Uh, next up is a game that I recommended to Wayne a couple of years ago when he was looking for a Christmas present for his brother, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Which is Star Trek Panic, which is a um, re-theming of a game just called Castle Panic, which is um, a cooperative, uh, sort of like a terror defense game. Right. Where in the original, there's like you've got a castle in the middle and there's sort of like enemies coming towards it. And you have to like reinforce the outside of the castle to prevent the enemies from getting in. So in this, it's you're basically like reinforcing the shields to prevent pe- things from getting getting into the shields. Um, yeah, sounds different. I think thematically that works quite well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh no, definitely. And it's once again a really nice looking game. Did you get it, Wayne? Uh, uh, no, not this one. Uh, it, I bought my brother Castle Panic, which, oh, okay. uh, which okay. he absolutely loved. So I can uh, I can imagine that uh, this is definitely going to be right up our, uh, our street because yeah it, it looks so cool and especially like the little cardboard cutout Enterprise once it's yeah. taking damage yeah, yeah I, I think it looks really that. cool uh, what's its score seven out of ten wow. pretty good yeah it's getting better and better yeah uh, next up is the uh, one of the big uh, sort of um, games that a lot of people have seen i mean when we go to conventions there's always people selling editions of this or the little minis uh at uh, dst for example and it's star trek attack wing mm-hmm. which is uh yeah a very popular uh mini attack game it, it, whenever i see never playing it myself it, it looks complicated yeah yeah what's the complexity rating 2.7 out of 5 so that's that's above average complexity, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. It, That's sort of on the higher end of what I would um, want to play normally, I think. If, if anything around three, if it's any more than that, then it makes me think twice about, about playing it, you know. So. You want something that you can just dip into, have light-hearted mm. fun, and then come back out of. You don't want to be having to really over-work out exactly how it's played. Uh, right, the top four we're on to now. So next up should be a game that a lot of people have heard of. It's Star Trek Catan from 2012. I love Catan. The original. I haven't played the Star Trek version. I don't think it's too dissimilar, but they've added a few extra rules mm-hmm. in. Someone's, <laughs> if you look on the images on Board Game Geek, someone's photoshopped a uh, picture of Riker and uh, Picard playing it. <laughs> nice. Which is quite fun. Excellent. Also, looking at the pictures on here, I'm sure that guy holding Star Trek Catan with that woman is the same people that were playing Star Trek Scrabble in the picture earlier. Let me have a look. Uh, yes, they are. <laughs> they get around. There you go. They get around a board game geek. Yeah. Do they obviously do? Uh, I don't know what the differences are, really. I know there's an edition of Tabletop with Will Wheaton where he plays this, and I think Jerry Ryan's in it, isn't she? And he plays it with her oh. and a couple of other people. So um, if you want to know more about Star Trek Catan, then then that's probably the best, because they normally go through the rules yeah. at the beginning of the video before they uh That'd be a good idea, definitely. Could watch that. 
what's next? Star Trek Frontiers from 2016. It's another miniatures battling game. Of course it is. <laughs> this one doesn't this one doesn't have a hexagonal board. It has lots of hexagonal pieces that you put together to make the board. Uh, well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's always hexagonal. It's totally different. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting that. Uh, I think there's just something pleasing about the hexagonal a grid of hexagons all all formed together. Uh so what does that get? Uh that's got a score of seven point nine out of ten. I think that's the highest one we've seen so far, isn't it? Don't think we've any we've had anything eight or higher. I might be wrong. No. Um, okay, so next up is Star Trek Fleet Captains, ranked 660 on Board Game Geek from 2011. That's pretty high. Federation and Klingon fleets complete missions throughout the galaxy for dominance. So this this has does appear to have minis, but I don't think it's a battle, battling game, is it? I don't know. It says it's a dice-rolling, modular board, tile placement game. Their, their minis do look uh, nice, though. Yeah. Mm. So one is you either play as Klingon or Federation, and there's a nice variety. You're not just all like birds of prey or anything. There's a nice variety of Klingon ships and a nice variety of Federation ships. Yeah. Oh, were people painting them up themselves? I think so. I think they just grey out of the box. So there's just a lot of intricate. detailing going on which I couldn't do it would just look like a horrible blob if I tried yeah I did used to do it once upon a time years ago but I wouldn't have the patience now mm-hmm. well, it was like Warhammer figures and things are mm, yeah okay so then we come to the top rated Star Trek game on Board Game Geek this is from 2016 it is overall ranked 559 uh, it's Star Trek Ascendancy Romulans Klingons and Federation complete Compete for galactic supremacy. Okay. Uh, it's got a complexity rating of 3.1 out of 5. I'll be honest so. with you, because I got sent this. Oh, really? Yeah, I got sent this, and I'd done, like, an unboxing video, and I tried playing it, but I could not get my head around it. <laughs> well, it needs three players going to this. So. Yeah, so it, that's... And it's a three-hour game. Yeah, I. Uh, I oh, look trying... at that front cover! How how nasty is that to Archer? Like, let's obviously come out at a time where the, you know they've constantly been putting out all five captains at that time on stuff, and they've just got the four, but loads of blank space. Oh yeah, no, I got uh, this was only oh blank. It is two thousand sixteen. Yeah, no, so it's yeah. not that long ago. And. No, it's it's the piece. That was five nice. years ago, mate. Two thousand sixteen. Okay. Yeah. Weird. That was like last week, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That... Yeah, the year two thousand. That was only a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it a lot of the time. But no, it's it's a nice looking game. It just looked way too complicated for me. I have no idea what the hell is going on on that table. Yeah. If if you go, I'm sure it's the... very fun. On a closer look over on the Sci-Fi Collective YouTube channel, I've got an unboxing video, but you'll never see a gameplay video because... No. You never know. We could spend a day and film it and just edit it down. Yeah. Okay. It's it's funny, though, mate, because that's the top top Trek game. And correct me if I'm wrong, 
I was waiting for one more game to come up, like much more earlier on. I don't think it got mentioned. Was Star Trek The Next Generation Romulan Challenge? Oh, I don't even know if that's on there. Let me have a look. No, I didn't actually see it come up. I was like, oh, yeah, I've got one other board game, but that never actually came up. Uh, Romulan Challenge. Let's have a look if I do. So there it is. Uh, I must have deleted it because it doesn't have a it doesn't have a rank. It's an unranked game. Yeah, no. It's got a score of it three point nine out of ten. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It, it. It's another car boot sale purchase that looks rubbish. But it got bought because of the name on it. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. As with most things in a geek's life. Okay, so we've gone through what seven seventy games, yep. ish. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to pick one to say that that's one that I would like to buy and, and play, uh, what would you choose? Okay, so go? one that we want to play, or one uh, should we have two separate things of ones we want to play, or ones that we're like that's our favourite. Uh, if they're different, then yeah, go for it. Yeah, because I would say my favorite. I would say that my favorite is the interactive video board game. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Same here, just to save time at this time. But a game that I would like to play would be Star Trek Panic. Mm. Just did look good. Yeah. Yeah, that looks so good, and it it really does look like it's going to be a lot of fun. And I know that uh, I've had high recommendations from both yourself and my brother that Castle Panic was really enjoyable. So I think that's uh, high up on my I want to play. What about yourselves? I think for me, I, I'd like to catch up with uh, you guys and do the flux. I, I, if I'm going to go for one, I'll go for Deep Space Nine. Because I'm me, I I was going to go for uh, Star Trek Panic as well because it looks like the most fun. Mm. It does. It looks um, great fun. Yeah, Razor non tracky. Did any of those leap out at you as a game you would want to play? Um, I think maybe Star Trek Catan would be interesting because mm. I like I know the concept of Catan. Um, I think I've played it like once, maybe. But there's so... no there's no trading wood for sheep in the Star Trek version. <laughs> I know, that's a shame. Maybe I should just say Uno Star Trek just to annoy you. <laughs> no, you've got to say you've got to say it you've got to say it in that special way. Yeah. Uno, the final frontier, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Space Uno. Yeah. Because I have played um the Star Trek Flux mm. with you already. Yes. So, you, um, did definitely. you have you just done that in private or have you done it on your pod at some point? We don't really do gameplay videos. We just so yeah, we've played it plenty of times, okay. even about, haven't we? Yeah, we've played Flux just lot, lots of different versions of Flux over the years. Cool. Yeah, I look forward to catching up and uh, and knowing what I'm talking about one day with that. That brings us to the end of the show. Then, um, do you two want to let everyone know who isn't listening to this on your podcast feed where they can go to get more information about well, Wayne well, and I can't the Sci-Fi Collective? <laughs> Okay. Seems <laughs> awful at remembering the small details. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, we have we have ours in a document. You see, it's called so Trek, you know mate. Got. <laughs> know that. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, if you'd like to, uh, if you're into Star Trek and you want to listen to me and Jude ramble on uh, about 
Trek and uh, what we love and hate about uh, the franchise, especially uh, with the new tracks, there isn't too much love. But if you love the original tracks, then we're, we're definitely going to give you that. Uh, we try to be as positive as possible. Yes. No, definitely. So uh, you can head on over to, well, you can find the podcast on any good uh, podcast catcher. Just search for Trekmate. Uh, or you can find us at trekmate.org.uk. If you fancy tweeting us, it's uh, at trekmate1701. And we're also on Facebook and uh, many other places. Just search for Trekmate. Or our YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash the sci-fi collective. Yeah. Uh, Ray, do you want to start on ours? I'll put it in the chat for you. Yeah, if you want to follow us uh, of, you know, the Offline Gamer podcast you can do so on twitter instagram and facebook where we are either at toggast or forward slash toggast yeah uh if you want to listen to the podcast you can subscribe in your favorite podcast app and we are no longer on soundcloud i've moved us to uh anchor which is spotify's podcast platform Uh because uh it's it's free and i had to pay eight pound a month for soundcloud so i thought let's let's save myself a bit of cash so that is anchor.fm forward slash hogcast. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, if you want to check out our videos, unboxing, um, bits and pieces from shows and, and you know, that's, let's start again. Um, I'm not going to edit this. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's not start again. Just go to <laughs> youtube.com forward slash the offline gamer. Yeah. Uh, or you can go to offlinegamer.co.uk for everything, uh, including a contact form if you want to get in touch with us. Uh, you can also support us if you like what we do. Um, you can drop us the cost of a coffee. Uh, if you go to ko-fi.com forward slash Togcast, so that's ko-fi.com forward slash Togcast. There we go. It's uh, been just shy of two hours, um, which is a bit longer than I expected. We oh, always short for us these there. days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. We usually go from about like target. twelve o'clock at night till three o'clock in the morning these days. Me and Wayne. Oh, that's just crazy. I know You're it just is. Insane. But we just can't help it. Oh well. But I've enjoyed it. It's weird recording yeah. earlier, but I've enjoyed it. Well, this is later than we usually do because we do usually do like seven till nine. So. Mm. Yeah, we've met in the uh, happy me- uh, medium. Uh, yeah, met in yeah. the middle. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> really appreciate you having us on. It's been good fun. No, no, it's been great. Thank you for coming. Um, it's weird for me because it's like the merging of two worlds. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, but, uh, but yeah, it's been good. You've got your ex and your current together. Slight. <laughs> and I apologise to Ray if we've bored the hell out of you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the all the track talk. Yeah, Matt's got it out of his system now. Now yeah, you yeah. go back yeah. to your usual program. <laughs> <laughs> right. On that note, we'll see everyone in 2022. Thanks yep. again, guys. It's been a pleasure. And uh, for everyone else listening, see you next time. Merry Bye. Christmas. Bye. 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 Merry Christmas. <laughs> yes. Bye.